everyone, I'm Michael, and you're listening to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. This episode is sponsored by, well, you guys! That's right, our awesome community of Patreon supporters. We are an independent podcast, and we truly appreciate those who help us keep this show going each and every episode. We do two shows a week, but if you support us on Patreon, you get two bonus episodes. Yes, every week. If you'd like to become a member of the Elite and support this podcast, head over to MultiplayerSquad.com. All right, on to this week's episode of Extreme Awesomeness. Hey everyone, so glad to have you here with us for the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three dads that get together and release two family-friendly episodes weekly about gaming. And if you want to bump that up to four weekly episodes and want to help support our show, you can see our Patreon page at MultiplayerSquad.com. And if you have not already done so, please make sure to rate us five stars, leave a written review on Apple Podcasts, and come follow us on socials at MultiplayerPod. All right, now on Thursdays, we always cover This Week in Gaming. We talk a little bit about what games we've been playing over the last week. We talk about recent gaming news. And let's go ahead and get some introductions and let's jump right in. I am your host, Paul. And joining me, he solemnly swears that he is up to no good. It's Josh. I am always up to no good. So that <laughs> is a truth. Very true. Yep. Always up to no good. And then joining us... He could be killed, or worse, expelled. It's Michael. Oh, nobody expels me. I'm the class clown. They need me. Come on. Oh. That might not be true. <laughs> Had to get a couple Harry Potter quotes in there. We're going to have some news about Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy in a little bit. But before we start jumping into some of the recent gaming news, what have you guys been playing lately? What have you been getting into? I got a plan, Arthur. Got a plan, Paul. <laughs> You just got to have faith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, I have been diving into Red Dead. Uh, it's one of those things where we we joke around about it, but it's a good problem to have. But we, because of this podcast, like we don't get time to linger on a lot of games. And as much as I absolutely loved Elden Ring and Lost Ark, unfortunately, my, I think my time with both of those is pretty much at an end for now, you know, when we have epic games that we have to play like Red Dead. Like, maybe we'll have a game like Tetris that we can deep dive in the future that'll sure. give me a little bit more free gaming time. But for now, it is 100% living in the Old West. Well, that might not be for the worst, because in Elden Ring, there have been hackers lately invading people's worlds and destroying their save files. Scary so stuff. maybe we f maybe we finish just in time so we don't have to worry about anything like that. But yeah, I'm with you, Josh. I'm just solely in Red Dead 2 territory at this point. Michael, I think you've still been playing a little bit of Lost Ark and dabbling in some other stuff, right? I have. Yeah, I'm also playing Red Dead, of course, because, um, you know, I, I, I've talked about this before. I always have like one MMO game going at one time and one single player. And so I'm playing Red Dead kind of with my wife where I'll control it. And she does like the choices. But yeah, it's really been a lot of Lost Ark for me. Despite what's been happening lately with Lost Ark, I'm still trudging along. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of news about Lost Ark. I'll just take a second to get into it real fast. It's, it's been tough because I'm, I'm actually that player they're talking about with the person who's ready to progress to, um, Argos or whatever his name was. Um, it's, uh, yeah. It's the new raid uh, content. Argos. Right? Yeah, the new yeah. raid content. I'm like almost there. But, 
Lost Ark's been getting a lot of flack lately because people have been saying, hey, it's it's pay to win. And I always, you know, we talked about that on our deep dive. I'm like, yeah, for sure it's pay for convenience. And then I got to the point I'm at now where, you know, it's I've unsuccessfully honed nine of the last 11 tries in the last three nights. And that's three nights oh, of playing. No. Yeah, three nights of playing three or four hours a night and trying to progress. And I'm not progressing. And so ultimately... Um, Amazon and Smilegate are admitting they're like, yeah, we released the new raid a little too early because it was meant to be where this point is supposed to be end game and it's supposed to be hard to get there. But now that we've put out this new raid, everyone's like, we can't get there unless we spend thousands of dollars, it literally in some cases thousands of dollars to get to the next stage with, you know, what other people are doing. So it's interesting. They said they're going to address it and I think they will. Um, you know, they learned a lot more from the, new NAEU release that they didn't have uh, in the issues with, like in the Korean release, for instance, a lot more bots and things like that. So they're saying they're kind of addressing it, and I kind of hope they do, because honestly, it kind of sucks beating your face against a game for three hours and getting nowhere when you're trying to get to Bleeding Edge content. So that's what I've been doing is punishing myself. I'm a glutton for punishment. It's been great. It's got to be tough to be a developer, honestly, because here's the, like, we've talked about Lost Ark a lot and we're, you know, we are aware, hey, we don't want to beat that horse to death, right? Like there's a lot of other games right. out there and not everybody's playing Lost Ark and stuff like that. Like we get it. On the flip side of that, if you guys remember, I think we covered a story where they nerfed the, like the raids in the Abyssal oh, yeah. Dungeons yes. and everybody got upset. They're like, no, don't yeah. make it easier. Like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, well, we've got this really hard thing to where you can't get to this end game raid because it's really difficult. But then people go like, make it easier. And it's like, wh- like, what do you guys want? Do you want it easier or don't you want it easier? I think there's a difference between gameplay being hard yes, and, I agree. and awful mechanics of a random. I've had over a 50% chance on all of my last 11 attempts and failed nine of them. Doesn't seem like 50%. And I, I get you, though, but it, it's, it is funny that there's like this make up your minds, Paul, people. <laughs> I was just whining to you about Hearthstone and randomness in Hearthstone Battlegrounds right before we started recording. And, and you know, I'm not ashamed to say that, yes, I whine about bad luck and stuff like that, but <laughs> I don't like randomness in games. Like, I want my skill, I want my talent, I want my thinking, I want my strategy. You know, that's the stuff that I want to rely on i don't want to rely on a 40 percent chance succeeding or failing or you know the randomness of a minion popping up in the tavern as i'm refreshing seven times or something like that yeah i watched a video <laughs> i watched a video of a guy who was level 1600 he's getting level 1600 and he spent i think it was like 30 or 60 dollars for a 1.67 chance at success well that's on that guy Unholding. i would never spend that kind of money on no, so, I agree, but that's how yeah. hard it gets later on. Yeah, you're just buying a, a high-priced lottery ticket right. at that point, where the payoff's honestly not even that great. So, yeah, to, to take maybe just a little bit of a step back for anyone that's not terribly familiar with Lost Ark, essentially what they did was release new raid content, but it has it, it has gear restrictions in order for you to run it. And so what happened is that if you purchase the in-game items, you can actually level up much quicker than the people who are just simply playing the game. So now you're getting thrown monikers like pay to win because you can't really access the new content unless you're buying all of those in-game gems. So people are not happy. Uh, Like we did say, they did say they're going to address it. They probably just released it too early is what they said. They have said it. the intention was not to make it a, a pay gate 
in order to enter the new content. But at the same time, you can definitely see why people would say, okay, it might not be pay to win, but it certainly feels that way right now. So yeah, Michael, you're right in the middle of that crosshair word. That's certainly how you feel. And I love how Paul takes all of my random ramblings and actually makes them make <laughs> sense. Because I was like, yeah, he actually said what I was trying to say. I just couldn't say it because I'm like... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, so Lost Ark, man. Yeah, definitely under a lot of fire lately. All the bots. I, I do remember the last time I played Lost Ark before uninstalling it. There definitely were a million bots, which I was surprised it actually took them that long to pop up. Because as a long World of Warcraft player, you just know any MMO, that's part of the experience. You're going to get the random DMs, hey, come come buy some gold, come check out this right. website. And yeah, with Lost Ark, it definitely seemed to be out of control. Uh, so it sounds like all of us are really just in Red Dead 2 slash a little bit of Lost Ark territory. And I think that's all we've really had time to play. So let's talk a little bit about recent news stories. And I think the biggest news story of the week is that there was a state of play where we got a really long, detailed look at Hogwarts Legacy. Oh. Now, this is a game that we have talked about for quite some time, Josh. <laughs> it feels like you and years I, now. <laughs> we, <laughs> we talked about it under our most anticipated of 2021 games. And of course, famously, it got pushed. It is supposed to come out this holiday season. I think we are moderately confident that that is when it will come out. But we got to see a ton of gameplay, a lot of footage. We got to see a lot of interviews with the development team. And I was just kind of curious. Well, first of all, Michael, because I'm don't, i not too sure about you. I know that Josh and I are enormous Harry Potter fans. Are you a Harry Potter fan? You're a wizard, Harry. Um, and I'm not. I'm not a wizard, unfortunately. <laughs> He's a muggle. Yeah, I'm a muggle, all right. Uh, I mean, I, I appreciated him. My kids have talked about the books. I watched the movies. I liked him. Was not excited about the game because I think the only Harry Potter game I played was Lego Harry Potter. And it was like every Lego game. It's the same thing over and same. over again. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I'm sure I'll have to play it because I'm a part of the show. And I'm sure I'll enjoy it. But I think Harry Potter's fun. And that's as far as it goes. Oh, I love the movies so much. When I got a 4K Blu-ray player, the very first thing I bought was the full entire collection on 4K because nice. I really wanted it. See, I, I know Josh and I love Harry Potter. This is definitely one that I was very curious about because they talked about the fact that you could choose to be good or bad. You are in Hogwarts back in the late 1800s. So this is taking place long before all the events of you know, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. It is way before that. So you're not going to see any of the characters that you know from the books or the movies, except they did go out of their way to mention like nearly headless Nick is in it. So you might have like a ghost or two, but for the most part, we're not going to know any of the characters. It's a fully new story. And you're playing as a person who is first entering Hogwarts in their fifth year. So normally you go to Hogwarts all seven years, but you're starting in your fifth year. And we got to see a lot about the scheme that we didn't really know from before. So, Josh, what was your take on this state of play? I got super excited when they finally said, hey, here's some gameplay footage, because we have not seen very much of it at all. And I remember thinking, like, no, no, where's the gameplay footage? Because this is like the full motion video, like this is a trailer. And so my very first impression was, man, this game looks good. The animations and the style 100% capture 
the Harry Potter universe for me, like Hogwarts and all that. Like I really, really was blown away by how good it looked. And, and then the scale of the game kind of hit me because they go into talking about how you have to go to potions class and defense against the dark arts class. And you actually have to go to your classes in this game. And then in between you get to explore and stuff like that. I mean, it's a 22 minute video. It's, it's quite in depth, but I remember thinking like this legitimately looks really good to me. (laughs) So one of the things that they really leaned into that I love is all of the magic inside Hogwarts. So like they said, you know, you already know about the room of requirement and you know about certain aspects of Hogwarts, but they're going to let us fully roam all of it. So there are areas that like we normally don't see. And so they show like the back kitchens and preparing all the food and you get to discover all kinds of secret passageways and they're going to build in all these little puzzles. And like they said, you're going to be able to discover dungeons that you get to go through and clear out. And I think that stuff is all really neat. I actually did not think that the animation looked quite as good as you did. Really? I thought it, I thought it looked kind of drab. I felt like they took a slider for color and slid it down to 50%. You know what it looked like to me? It looked a lot of what it looks like outside our houses here in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> we don't have green greens. Everything is kind right. of like greenish brown. And a lot of Harry Potter looked like that in the open world. I was surprised that things weren't a little bit more like high contrast color. Yeah, I, I mean, I was talking about the animations, like when they're doing the duels and the wands and casting spells and you're walking around Hogwarts, like all of that seemed very, very top notch to me. Um, mm-hmm. I am very, I will say this, you know, I got super hyped watching this trailer. Uh, you know, the the scale of the game seems like it's going to be pretty massive from from at least what the, the video kind of gives you a, a taste of, which I love. It's like, man, is this going to be an 80 to 100 hour game? You know, that would be great. And the combat, they really went into it in the video. There's a whole section on it. I'm just a little lost on how that's going to work. Because graphically speaking, there's not a whole lot in in that universe. There's not these massive explosions and these huge like light beams of energy and stuff like that. Like it's all a little bit subdued. Now that's not to say that, you know, the, the beams don't exist because they even give you the part where you're dueling another, uh, you know, classmate or whatever. And you do, you've each got your little colored beam and they're clashing and stuff like that. But it just, it seemed very subdued to me. Like you're just kind of whipping these little dashes of light at people, uh-huh. you know, and I'm kind of like, yeah. is that underwhelming? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but they could always d- blow it up bigger anyways, if they wanted to, you know, they could make it more. Um, but you know, for the super nerds out there, uh, like myself, but not a not a Hogwarts nerd, are are they going to make it so that maybe there's a mod someday, like that Skyrim mod, where you can go whoosh and your character does that, where you're like Expelliarmus or whatever they're <laughs> saying, and you can just yell the spells because that would actually be pretty cool. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Maybe that's one of the reasons why I never got too into Harry Potter is like it, like the spells. I'm like magic, big fire, and it's like no pew pew. Yeah. <laughs> the, the pew pew does snake. seem like that's the yeah. combat. <laughs> put the snake to sleep. The snake's asleep. Yeah, I mean Harry Potter is not really about big action until the final two movies. It's definitely more like the characters and and how they you know develop over time. I did think it was funny that they mentioned that there are, quote, dozens of spells to determine your fighting style. 
And yet the only move that they kept showing over and over is Accio, 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 What's where they one? would, where they would, which is like what you use to make something teleport closer to you. Okay. So you would see an enemy up on like a high ledge. They would point their wand, pull them toward them, and then they would attack them. So they say that there are dozens of spells. I think in the videos, we really only saw kind of like, three to four kind of recycled over and over. So I am curious to see how many spells are you able to equip at once? Is it going to be kind of like Lost Ark where you can only equip a certain number that are on cooldowns? Or, you know, is this going to be based on a mana bar? How is all that going to work? I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I will say after watching this video, I was not confident that it's going to be great. I'm very curious to see the exploration in the open world. That stuff seemed really neat. Yeah. When they show when they show you hopping on a broom and flying around and you're going to find all these side missions and side characters, that was really speaking my language. Um the combat is definitely what's worrying me the most. It is, but I mean, like you said, Harry Potter the like it's not about the combat. Like yes, that's going to exist, but and I have to remind myself like this is not a fighting game. You know, like it, it, that's okay to have a little bit of combat and not have that be the focus. But I'm with you. I start geeking out when I think about exploring all the nooks and crannies of Hogwarts. You know, yeah. or hopping on a Nimbus 2000 and flying around <laughs> and and exploring outside of Hogwarts in the surrounding area, which you can do. And so for me. If you give me that really good exploration component, I, I mentioned this on a you know a show or two ago where I f- I found that I really love exploration type games, and so if I get to do that at Hogwarts with a little bit of combat and some discovery of like you know hey maybe there's a troll in the dungeon and stuff like that, like I I really feel like I'm gonna enjoy this a lot. It's funny because. Uh, you just mentioned exploring around, and Paul mentioned earlier the kitchen, and then he just mentioned mana, and I just instantly thought of a dad joke. You, you guys want to hear it? Oh, absolutely. Sure. Let's but hear it. <laughs> when you're in the kitchen, uh, what kind of food can you make to replenish your mana? What? Uh, banana bread. Boom! Banana? Oh. Banana. Banana bread. Call back to last week's tweet. I don't know that that's a good dad joke. (laughs) Is there such a thing as a bad dad joke? Because I feel like that was. I got it. You guys know I actually once took an online quiz, uh, and this is this is this is how Harry Potter esque I am, which is not very. I just found out I'm uh, a Gryffindor, and I don't know what that means. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, they're brave, and they always stand like for what's right. That 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 sounds like you. I would have guessed that you would be a Gryffindor. Josh is without a doubt Slytherin. I'm not. There's no question. I am actually not. I took the test and I got Hufflepuff. I don't care what the test, which says. is lame because I don't <laughs> even know what Hufflepuff stands for. But right, I I was that? like I'm a Slytherin man all day. Hufflepuffs are loyal. I'm a I loyal like Josh, person. <gasps> you are loyal, but if I think of Josh, Slytherin are people who are creative, uh, really yes, intelligent, and, and, and really good looking. Driven very driven to success (laughs) awesome beards yes (laughs) oh man all right see we'll we'll keep our eye on on hogwarts legacy i i'd say i'm 40 percent confident that it's going to be a really fun game so it's certainly one i would never pre-order but if the reports come out and it's looking good people are liking it and i can watch some streamers then i'll pick it up or maybe we'll end up picking it up to deep dive on the show i don't know but shout out I'm, to your legendary supporters out there if you want to make us play that game <laughs> <laughs> there's always that option as well all right so let's talk a little bit about overwatch 2 so i 
actually opened up my Battle.net launcher to play Hearthstone several days ago and saw that you could sign up for the Overwatch 2 beta. And I immediately, of course, did sign up because I can't wait to get my hands on it. But they did say that Overwatch 2 will be available for beta on PC starting April 26th. What do you guys think about this? First of all, have you guys noticed how they said, hey, Overwatch 2 is not coming out in 2022. It's probably going to be 2023, maybe. But then Blizzard goes through all this bad publicity. (laughs) And Uh lo and behold, we've got an Overwatch 2 beta happening. Um, You know, I had to put that little jab out there. But I'm pumped, man. I actually just played two rounds of Overwatch earlier today. It's the first Overwatch I've played in, I think, months. And it was it was a lot of fun. That game is so well done. Overwatch 2 is changing the formula. It's mixing things up big time. I mean, I still think it's going to feel like Overwatch, which is good. That's fine. Um, But I am interested to see how different it actually feels. So I hope that I make it into the beta. I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I mean, it's kind of hard to mess up Overwatch. But I don't know if this is going to feel like a, a an honest-to-goodness sequel or if this is going to just feel like they saved up a whole bunch of patches f- over the course of like two years and then they're going like, ta-da, <laughs> new game! And we're like, no, that's just a bunch of patches put together. Right. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it, too. I'm excited about it because you guys know I'm not a shooter player, but I love Overwatch. It's absolutely one of my favorite games of all time. I think it, it belongs in the top 10 for sure of anybody's list because anybody can play it. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned, though, that like it wasn't supposed to come out, wasn't supposed to come out. Somebody casted Aki and brought it a lot closer yeah. to us, and that was a good thing. Um, did I get that right, by the way? Is it Akio. Aki? It's, it's Akio. Akio. Yeah. Dang it. Oh, man. Yeah, this, I was you clever. need to go back so to class, man. The man of breath. Sorry. Um, no, but I, I am, I'm super excited about it. I'll play it regardless, but I am a little bit trepidatious of, you know, I have a little bit of trepidation about it being... Like, how can they make it different without killing version one, you know, or what's going to happen there? Well, certainly the new team size and the reworking of all the characters are going to be really interesting. So we've seen how they're making all these changes to Bastion and Doomfist moving to be a tank. I will say that I think that this game still has a very long way to go, because even in the live stream that they were showing... Winston couldn't fit through one of the doorways because oh, no. he, he was thick. too big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got to come eating, back on the peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. Eating too much peanut butter. And so it seems like they still have a really long way to go. But I love the fact that they are basically turning up like the speed. It's supposed to move quicker, more of an emphasis on positioning than like what we tend to see in Overwatch 1.0, which is like, very slow movement forward until Ryan starts swinging his hammer. And it's almost like a very slow push. I think this is going to be a little bit more three-dimensional, a little bit faster. I'm really excited to see that. So I, I really hope to get my hands on the beta here soon. I'm very excited to give it a test. So everyone's tracer, basically. It's just going to be zipping around real fast all over the place. Uh, they did <laughs> say they're trying to reduce the choke point kind of meta on the maps okay. you know where you know almost every map has that choke point and and it's like if you break through then hey you did good and if you don't well then you did bad and so i know yeah. with the map design with overwatch 2 one of the things that they've said is there's going to be much less choke points so it it focuses more on the speed and the combat and what's actually happening there which i think is great i just got to see it in action and actually play it to know what that actually feels like 
Yeah, I'm definitely going to do the beta. I definitely want to play with you guys, uh, even though you don't want to play with me because I'm terrible. Even though I like it, I'm bad. Um, but I, I'm excited I'll be picking up the beta, uh, assuming that I get selected, if that's a selection process. But I'll be signing up, and I, I want to do it like crazy. So yeah. yeah, so PSA, if you're interested, go sign up. Uh, the beta is not until April 26th, but you do have to sign up and get selected for it. Um, so go ahead and do that if you're interested. And if you do get selected... And we don't, number one, we're very jealous, but number two, you have to let us right. know what you think. Yeah, and let us know if that anti-choke point thing is actually a good or a bad thing, because that is a very defining point of, of, of Overwatch 1 is, you know, you see it every single map, especially if it's a payload, there's that choke point. If the payload gets through the choke point, you know it's just going to make it to the next choke point, and then you're doing that. So maybe seeing a bit of a change up in the formula could be really cool and... I don't know. I'm just excited. I, I hope I get selected for the beta. And if I get selected for the beta and you guys don't, then the universe is upside down because I'm terrible. Yeah. Maybe they just want bad players to play it. Well, and also they did update Overwatch to remove Horizon and Paris. So the two maps that most people oh, hate. Yeah. yeah. So the only one left that I really hate is Blizzard World. Yeah. But at least they've also improved the maps. I feel like people have wanted especially Paris, removed for ages. Yeah. When you have 20 people cycle in and out before the match starts because they don't want to play Paris, you definitely know you have not created a good map. (laughs) All right. So I think the other big stories here are that we are set to have Tokyo Ghostwire release on the 22nd, uh, which means that is already out when this episode releases. And Tiny Tina's Wonderland is scheduled for release on the 25th. So we've got two big games releasing here this week. Are you guys planning to pick up either one? I really have a lot of interest in Tiny Tina's. We've mentioned it on the show a few times. Um, I think it looks like a lot of fun. I love the Dungeons and Dragons aspect that you know Tiny Tina is putting your group in. We were talking about this a little bit before the show. Borderlands 2 is the best Borderlands game out there, hands down. It's phenomenal. Borderlands 3 was a little bit more the same, but failed to capture what Borderlands 2 had. Worst villain also. Yeah, yeah it right. just, you know, it just was kind of like, eh, yeah, it's it just felt kind of blase, I guess. And so my major concern is that is this just another Borderlands with the same graphics and the same gun lottery? And the same humor and just the same everything. Or does it actually mix up the formula enough to make it feel like it's unique? Now, they, they've they been touting that it's unique in the sense that, hey, this is a lot more melee combat focused, which I think is great. Like, if that's what it was, I, I'm in, right? Because Borderlands has always been about the guns. And so if you give me a Borderlands game where you say, hey, now this is melee only... I have a lot of interest in that. And she's giving you these like Dungeons and Dragons type campaigns that you're having to go through with quests and missions and stuff like that, which I think is kind of cool. But on the flip side, they kind of go, oh, but we still have guns. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, then it's just like a Borderlands remix almost. And then if that's the case, I don't really have a lot of interest at that. I've played enough Borderlands to know what Borderlands is. If it's not something new, that I'll just go play Borderlands 2 again. Yeah, see, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I will still play it all the way through. I will still pick it up. I will still love it. It's just how Borderlands-esque it is will determine how quickly I 
adopt it as the game that I'm playing right now. You know what I mean? It's it's a matter of like, hey, is it something new and something different, but in that universe and still has that awesome look and feel, which I still think is very unique? Um, or is it something that, you know, I'll try it out, be like, it's very similar, maybe a little more melee, still kind of similar, and just kind of put it on a shelf for a few months or weeks until we have a, a hole somewhere in this cycle of games we're playing to just kind of roll through it because of nostalgia. You I'll know? get I'll get real excited if the reviews start to come out and it starts getting really good reviews. If it's getting like sixes and sevens, then that tells me that that's really all I need to know at that point. What about yeah, you, I'm Paul? You. Any, any interest? Uh, n- not really. I think the game is going to be good and I think it's going to be just fine. But in all the gameplay that I've watched, it's got the exact same Borderlands minimap. It's got the exact same quest list on the right. It, 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 I think it's going to be exactly like Borderlands. I think the only real difference is going to be the story and the narration. That's going to be a little bit different. I think it's going to functionally play almost exactly like Borderlands. And I, I loved Borderlands 2 so much that when I played 3, I just kind of felt like I've already played the much better version of this. So right. what am I doing at this point? And I just feel like Tiny Tina is going to end up being the same thing maybe it'll just be funnier and uh, and, which is like hard to do because the games are already hilarious but if they kick up the humor a notch and the story is really interesting then that's where i i might be talked into it yeah and i do think it would be a fun deep dive maybe down the road so maybe we'll end up picking it up yeah i mean it really could go either way it could be something that is new and revolutionary or it could just be the studio milking the franchise for more cash because they can because far cry Far Cry. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Gran Turismo 7. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we don't have time to fully go into all the details, but yeah, the Gran Turismo 7 release has not exactly gone terribly well. So sad. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and look up some reviews and, and you can see what's been going oh, on there. Man. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, we are actually out of time, guys. Any last things fast. you want? It, it always goes fast. Wow. We, we always have so many stories that we can talk about. There were some pretty cool reveal trailers. If you want to go check out The Quarry, or uh, there's another one that I think was called Immortality. Those are like interactive movie games that are coming out later that I think are worth checking out. Anything else you guys want to tell the people before we close this one out? Uh, go eat your banana bread. It will help you feel better. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I think every episode I'm so close to being fired, but... Eh, not yeah, yet. I was going to say, Michael, we've really enjoyed having yeah. you on for these last few weeks. Uh, we want to wish you the best. Uh, slash gifting Steam games yeah. right now to you guys to buy friendship. There we go. Done. Oh, All right. Well, thank you so much to everyone out there listening. Uh, we will be back with our bonus round episode here on Monday. And in a couple weeks, well, I guess really just a week and a half, we will have our deep dive on Red Dead 2. And I think that's it for now. So come hit us up on social media at Multiplayer Pod and come check us out on Discord. There's a link in the episode description. It's open to the public, completely free. We'd love to connect with you guys on there. And that's it. We'll see you guys on Monday. Not only is the Discord free, but there's been a ton of game giveaways happening. Oh, yeah. They really have. Yeah. A lot of our listeners are just slinging free video games around like crazy. So. <laughs> Even if you don't have any interest in actually hanging out with people, at this point, it's a pretty good place to, with a high likelihood of picking up a free game as well. 
there's been a lot of Oprah giveaways lately yeah. where it's you get a copy of <laughs> Celeste and you get a copy of something else and you get something else. Yeah, lo- lots of free gaming giveaways, which is very cool. We really do have such an awesome community online. It's the best. Yeah, it, it's very, very cool. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you all on Monday. Happy gaming. All right. Cheers, see everybody. You.